All right, so Chazal uh, tell us uh, that the uh, reason why the base mission was destroyed and we're still in Golis until this day is because of sin Aschina. You've got to understand, you know, the, uh, the Mida connected Mida and put into some type of, you know, put into some type of proportion, uh, especially since, you know, if it's, uh, if we're going to take it literally, that it was the Kamtsa Bar Kamtsa story that destroyed Yerushalayim, all the players in that story are long dead. Right, you know, for a long, long, long time. Right, so, uh, so what has it got to do with us? It must be that uh, we're still guilty of sin aschinam. You know, um, now the question is over there, how do we know, how do we know that the, the Baal HaSuda, who threw Bar Kamsa out, didn't have a legitimate grudge against Bar Kamsa? Maybe he did. How do you know? That's, that's like supposedly supposed to be the ultimate... Uh, Mm-hmm. Ultimate example of sinaschinam. Seemingly, it's like, in the sugya in Gittin, you know, it's the it's it's the uh, it's the example that's brought. Maybe. Now, uh, you know, maybe maybe that maybe they had a perfectly so look it wasn't right to be malbin bnei chavero barabim. That, that's publicly humiliating someone. It says sinaschinam. The question is, uh, you know, unless the sinaschinam is something else, you know, unless or or there's maybe it's connected with the other mystery of the story. Everyone calls it Kamsa Bar Kamsa. Even the Gemara calls it Al Kamsa Ubar Kamsa Harvishlaim. So the obvious kasha there is to ask is, Kamsa is innocent. Kamsa was the guy. He, you know, he's the he's the victim. He's the guy who didn't get invited to the party. Bar Kamsa got invited. And said he's the guy who went to bed hungry that night. Right. So so why is he guilty? The Bala Suda liked Kamsa, hated Bar Kamsa. But yeah, the shliach invited Bar Kamsa and said, Kamsa was the one who went to bed hungry that night. Oh, Kamsa. Okay, fine. Right. Bar Kamsa yeah, was... the father. So everyone calls it Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. Right. Al so Kamsa, Bar Kamsa. What did Kamsa do? Right. Right, so we have to uh, keep all those... Uh, well, one more kasha to on this is also on the very definition of the, what the word sinas means. Anyone who hates someone else will give you a list as long as the gullus, you know, why they hate them and why everyone else should hate them also. Right. Now, what do we mean by sinas Right. Okay. So now, uh, you know, break to, uh, you know, uh, the opposite of sinas You know, talk about achdus. Now, that, that's, that's a hard thing by the Jewish people, as we know. You know, uh, it's always, as I say, two Jews, three opinions. But here's the thing, right? It, it, we were set up to fail on this. We were set up to fail, right? Because already from the get-go of our becoming a nation, right, there were 12 tribes. And, and we could have easily gotten rid of that with the Golos in Mitzrayim. We were there for 210 years, right? You think anyone cared at the end of 210 years, right, of working for Egyptians, whether he's descended from Reuven or descend, no one cared. You would imagine. I mean, I know I wouldn't care, right? I wouldn't care. Right? And yet, no, no, no. Moshe and Aaron are miyachas, everyone. The feet are shvatim. Right? And then they're set up around how they have to march in formation around the Mishkan. Right? It's also the feet, you know, in groups of four, but, you know, the, the group of four, you know, is, you know, groups of, three groups of four. No, four groups of three, I meant to say. They camp around the Mishkan, or? Right, they camp, you know, they okay. have the Degolim, with the Degolim yeah. and the Masa. Right? Four groups of three. All right, and then uh, and then in Eretz Yisrael also, okay, you guys, this is your portion. You guys, that's your portion. All right, 
And you're setting up, really, really setting us up for failure, you know, as far as Achdus, because you're dividing us into tribes, where it could be a conflict of interest. So now it's Mamish, the parshas that we, most, we read most recently, you know, the last few parshas in Sefer Bamidbar. Is that okay? This is going to be how the Nachal is going to be, right? Okay. So then, Benos Slavchad, you know, they said, what, what's going to be with our father's Chalak? Right? All right. So, uh, you know, they got it. So then, Shevet Yosef complained. And now, if they're going to marry to another Shevet, right? So then, the resources will, you know, that their inheritance will go to another Shevet. No. So you could have easily answered, well, hey, we're all Jewish. No, 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 no. That wasn't the answer. All right, and uh, Kodesh Baruch said, no, 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 most of them have to marry their cousins. The lotis of Nachala, right? The Nachala shouldn't move from Shevet to Shevet. You know, well, he's setting things up already for, you know, this tribalism. Right. Tribalism. Now, one of the simchas of Tubav is that, that halacha, you know, they found a remis to overturn it. Because that used to be normative halacha, that women had to marry within their own Shevet. And on Tubav, they found a... This siren goes off every. Uh... So, do you remember how it's going off? Yeah. Right. They've been. Uh... Yeah. I don't know, it's every twenty minutes or so. Anyway, the uh... so two bob they found the halacha to overturn. That's what we have to understand. If they want it that way, you know, why they're so happy to overturn it? But they used to be the halacha that you know, keep the tribe separate, right? And that's you know, why is that? Now and now now we think right that. Uh... The Nusach field that it's splintered to Ashkenaz and Tzfar, it's because of the goals. Not true. The Ariya Kurdish writes, there are always multiple Nusachos at field. There used to be 12. One for each Shevet. Wow. One for each Shevet. Every Shevet had their own Nusach And Keneged that, he says, were the different Sha'arim around the base of Mikdash. Those were physical representations that the Shah, which each Shevet used to go through, Right? That's also connected how in Shemaim there are also gates, and that's the particular gateway that that Nusach goes through. Right? Right. Mamashat parallel, parallel to the gates on earth around Harabai, there are also gates in heaven, and just like one Shevilfi where they're Nachlo that they're coming from, they're actually coming from, they would enter Shemaim from that angle, from that gate. That's also in Shemaim, there's a parallel gate that that's the gate that their Nusach goes through to reach Akarish Baruch. So, so the Shvatim had almost like different cultures, just like we have, we, you know, Sephardim and us have different cultures. We do. Yeah. So the Shvatim were like that? They didn't yeah. like... Different cultures, wow. different kochos and nefesh. Right, you know, the Gemara says, it really is Gemara. a guy who says, I gotta live, I gotta have a house on the water, you know he's from Shevin's Bowen. Right? That's it. Because, a guy who says, I, I, I'm gonna take you to a dintar, a dintar. Yeah, that guy's from Shevin's Bowen. Don, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been going... You know, so here's the thing. So I, I saw in the writings of an Adam Gadol that uh, that he thinks that uh, you know after this long goes, we're not going to go back to tribalism. But it's not the Pashas of the Rambam. The Rambam says that when Mashiach himself, he's just like he's going to tell who's Kohanim, Yuchasim, who not. He says Miachas Yisol Shiftehim. You know, it's Mashva. It's going to you know you'd be surprised who your fellow Shevet member is. You know, might be be really interesting. You know, and. Uh, you know, because it could be one Ashkenazi and one side. They're all from Shevet Shema. It's, right. it's going to be wild. Right, but it's, the Pasha said around Hilchus Machin, we're going to go back to that. And so, we're going to live in the same area. Is that right? That's we're, right. We're going to have the same person. That's, that's right. So it'll be complicated real estate deals of house swapping and whatnot. You know, uh, and, whatever, and brother-in-laws and family will sort of be split up because 
my brother-in-law's let's say from Shevet Ruvain, right? Is that possible? I mean, the Shvatim are really, are really lost at this point, huh? I mean, no. So if they come back and then Mashiach is Miyachis. I have a brother, who's a Shevet, he's a lady. Right, okay. So he's, he's we're going to knock on the same area? Mashiach comes. When Mashiach comes, we're not going to live in the same yeah, so now there is such a thing. There, now there is such a thing. You could buy real estate. Not every, uh, not all of Eretz is absolutely apportioned, right? You could buy. You know, there's stuff that's up for it's but it's going to be complicated. I can't tell you. It's really going to be complicated because some people are going to get a chelk in Eretz without buying because it's your steachuza. It's your and some yeah. You know, it's believe me, it's going to be interesting when it happens. Uh, but so we're going to go back to that. Same, we're going to go back to that. So, uh, so regarding Ashkenaz and Sfard, so let's just finish the, uh, the discussion. What the Ari says, he says Ashkenaz is, you know, even though, yeah, it, it's it sort of changed over the Golos, you know, but it, it, it be a sod, it's the remnants of the Nusach of Shevet Binyamin. And Sfard, with all the change went through the Golos, it be a sod, its fundaments are the remnants of Nusach of Shevet Yehuda. And, and that's the Indian, you know, uh, that the Ari made Nusach Ari, which is based on Nusach Svar, you know, uh, you know, highly based on the Nusach of uh, Svaradi. So, because uh, now, if a Jew doesn't know his Shevet, everyone could daven at Nusach Atfila and could be sure that there's, as it was, a 13th gate. There was a 13th gate, and that's connected Nusach Ari, you know, for people who didn't know what Shevet they're from, you know, and uh, don't know what's the proper uh, Nusach for them to daven. Right. So now the uh, so okay. So you're talking about all this, uh, you know, talk about unity, unity, and there's this tribalism, you know. Uh, that's a, seemingly is a big, uh, you know, it's a big monea, right, to Achdus, right, and Israel Bolshem wants it. Right. It's like we need to understand. But the thing is like this: we have a Mishnah and others that says Kol Machlokas Shil Shem Shemaim Sofali Skaim. Machokas Hashem Shemaim will endure. Mm-hmm. So, you would think that that's terrible. It's a Sophilis kind. Like a Machokas Hill and Shemaim, I mean, it's going to be forever. Right. Why would we want that? Right? And, and, but there's another Mishnah that, 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 that gives the, the reverse message. So there's Machokas, a split, Hashem Shemaim. But there's another Mishnah, Koknesia. Any ingathering, any coming together, any convergence, which is a shame shemaim. So you're talking about shame shemaim doing two opposite things sustaining machlokas mm-hmm. or making knesia. Yeah? Right, so, so obviously, it's, you know, this, this situation is much more complex than we realize. But we do know one thing about shame shemaim, right? That, uh, you know, Shem Shemaim is where the base image is. Hamakam Asher Yivcharshem Lishakein Shmosham. Shem Shemaim is the base Amikdash. Shem Shemaim is the Torah. Kol Torah Kula Shem Osav Shalakarish Baruchu. And Shem Shemaim is Am Yisrael. Ushmenu Karasa Bishmecha. Right? Shimcha Nikra Aleinu. Throughout the Tfilas and throughout the Psukim. Right? And it's all beside, you know, bring it to Achdos. Ata Echad. Even though shame also facilitates machlokas, but 
but we're seeing a certain commonality between Am Yisrael, the Torah, and the Beis HaMikdash, all Echad, like God is one, uh, even though it also, uh, you know, facilitates Machlokas, right? Right, uh, the end is like this. All right, uh, to understand you know, the uh, the secret of Jewish unity, because right, it's an amazing thing that uh, generally the, what makes a nation one nation is that they share a slab of land and they have uh, you know common interests or they, they they share space, common interest you know and uh, you know and of course a common culture. And Am Yisrael, for thousands of years, almost 2,000 years, hasn't been that way. Because we're scattered around the globe. We don't occupy the same slab of land. And we're actually culturally different. Right? And it's still one nation. It's amazing. Right? So, you know, Rav Sadia Gon coined a phrase that all the later Rishonim quote from. It's a beautiful phrase. They says like this. What makes our nation a nation is the Torah. Meaning, other nations is because they share a slab of land and they have uh, common interests. Not Amisot, what makes us one nation is the Torah. And that's why you can understand, that was by Matan Torah. They were all Ba'achtas. Because really, you know, and, and that's the secret of Jewish unity. Right, is that even though you know uh, a Sephardi living in a Morocco and an Ashkenazi uh, living you know in Western Europe have very little in common, you know, but it's still one Torah, and it's the Torah that keeps us together. Right. So, an amazing thing that you know we know another thing about the Torah. You know that istako boraisa ubora alma. Baruch with the Torah created the entirety of the cosmos. Right? And in the cosmos also, it's all something very interesting to look at. It's all one universe. All one universe, but the, the universe contains in it forces that seemingly are mutually exclusive, like fire and water, you know, the spiritual and the physical, things that, you know, really, uh, you can't put them in the same place at the same time because they, uh, they would negate each other. And yet, Le Marba Pelsa, which science itself can't explain, it's all one place. Like it's a big mystery of what holds the world together. Because mm-hmm. even in an atom itself, you know, so what keeps the protons? They have the same charge. It's the only things mm-hmm. that say to repel. And especially if the atom, even the protons are not miksha achas, they're made up of quarks. And so it's like, so they talk about invisible particles called gluons, Russian glue. Stop. I don't know what it is, it's a, but they know it's a darn near infinite power that's holding things together. Because right? I admit it did, everything's just flying in its separate direction. Especially since you can't bring a convergence of everything together at the same place because things will just negate each other. So I admit then it should you know, fly, you know, everything should fly apart. And yet, no, everything's in a perfect balance. That's still all one place, and that's why things supplement each other. But yet, not too close that things should negate each other. It's amazing. Amazing cosmic balance. That's the secret of Shem Shemayim. Kol Nikro Bishmi, the Apostle says, Lichvodi, Barosif, Yitzartiv, Afasisa. All that's called by my name, right? For my glory. So that's, you know, that's where that Apostle Chazal learned that Akashu was, every Komash Bar Akashu, Lobar, Lichvodo. Kol Nikro Bishmi, Lichvodi, Barosif, Yitzartiv, Afasisa. Bria, Yitzira, Nasir. It starts from Kol Nikro Bishmi. 
Lichvodi, Borosiv Yitzhak Afasisim, Shem Shemaim, which is the Torah, has in it programming for a lot of different things. But just like in the Torah, there's Taryag Mitzvahs, right? But it's still all one Torah. But it gets deeper than that, right? Even within the Taryag Mitzvahs, 613 different Mitzvahs. Like a person, he has 613, oh, 365 sinews and 248 organs. They're all different from each other. It's still one person. And, 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 and the fact that they're different is good because you need the liver to do its thing and the heart to do it. But in Torah, it gets even more than that. That even within those Tariyak mitzvahs, there's machlekes. Right? And we say, Eilu ve'elu divrel kimchai. An amazing thing. And this Dizar says in uh, Parshas Bereshis that you know, when HaKosh was said, right? he split the waters to create space, right? right? To make room for heaven and then subsequently make room for earth. After you split the waters, there's space. There could be heaven, and then you move the waters on the earth to one side, you expose the earth. Without splitting the waters, wouldn't that be no heaven, no earth? So the Zohar says, it's a daf yudzayim. That was a machlokas l'shem shamayim. Right? And, and from that came Hillel and Shammai. Shammai, Miloshim Shammayim. Right? And Hillel, therefore, if he's the opposite of Shammai, he must be Oretz. And that's why Allah is like base Hillel, because we're on his turf. Lost in love, when we'll go to Shamayim, Allah will be like Beis Shammai, because he'll be the Maradasra. Which means like this, that there's a certain amount of machlokas in the Torah that Mamish runs perfectly parallel to the division of forces that there are in reality. Right? So why is that? Why is that Beis Shammai Beis Hillel? Right. Because that machlokas that made, the, which made ultimately facilitates the difference between heaven and earth. You know, uh, so Shamayim, Shamayim, Roshim Shamayim. Right. That's why. That's right, and therefore Hillel must be by by contrast okay. the Oritz. Right, Shamayim and Oritz. So as so Zor says, the splitting of the words was Machlokas Hashem Shamayim, Machlokas Hashem Shamayim. Right, because if Akosha would have just created one thing, there'll be no Pella. That he's the, he's the creator. The amazing thing is that he created a lot of different things. He's showing off his glory. That's the Krobishri Lichvodi. He's showing off his glory. Right? He could create not just one thing, he created a lot of different things. He can even create things that are mutually exclusive, like heaven and earth, like fire and water, and still hold them all together. And you know, that, that, that is the glory of God that shows that he's not in any category. Because if he was in the fire category, he wouldn't be able to create water. If he was in the water category, he wouldn't be able to create fire. He's, he himself is outside of any category. He could do anything. And that's why he could even create two opposites. Two opposites have the same source. How do we know it came from the same source? Maybe it, there's different gods, a fire god and a water god. No, because it's one universe. Everything somehow is being held yes. together. There's a cosmic balance. Right? And that's what Avram Venus saw, the cosmic balance. Right? It's not just, uh, you know, all these different forces fit into an integrated system. And that's Kvod Shem Shemaim. And that's what you can understand, that Machlokas Shem Shemaim, Sofal Iskayim, right? That if the difference between is to show the glory of God, that he could create different things, right? So, of course, that Machlokas should endure, because it's a kid of Shem Shemaim. It shows the godless of God's ability. And, and, and that's all it, its prior root is the Torah, that the Torah has machlokas, right? 
right? Uh, not just that there's tariyak different mitzvahs, but even within different mitzvahs. Like, you can have Rashi Tfilin, Rabbeinu Tam Tfilin. And they're both legit. Right. They all come from the same Torah. So also, there could be two opposing forces, and they come from the same Rebanshah. Right? So, but really, in the cause effect is because Torah has in it machlokas, all the shame shemaim, el veil dirokim chaim. That's why the universe that came from the Torah also split, doesn't splinter. It divides up into different forces. It divides up into different forces, right? However, you, you know, it's not going to splinter, right? Because it all holds together as one integrated world, which I say is, the, is, the, is what mystifies scientists. They don't know what holds it all together. It's amazing, right? And the same quark that splits it is the same quark that holds it together. Shem Shemayim. And that's how you understand there's no steer between these two mishnahs. Machlokas l'shem Shemayim, Sofel Yiskayim, Knesia l'shem Shemayim, Sofel Yiskayim. If people band together, l'shem Shemayim, it holds. Shem Shemayim is both holding everything together and yet splintering everything. And, and, and it's not a country, that's the godless of Shem Shemayim. That Shem Shemayim has everything. And everything is for l'shem Shemayim. The splitting and the togetherness together makes the message. If it will be just the splitting or just the togetherness, there will be a chisar in Kvot Shemayim. Right? The godless of Kvot Shemayim is that a lot of different things and yet together. Right? So, when Beisil and Beishami had it, was like a, it wasn't yes. like an intellectual difference. It was more like a, uh, a manifestation of themselves which are different than each other. That's right. Bringing out right? the colors, the colors in right. reality. Bring out the colors in the Torah. That's right. That's correct. Now we need a, that's why it's Elu Velu Divrel Kimchaim. Now, not every machlokas merits to be called Elu Velu Divrel Kimchaim, but it's not like, like basic machlokas in that there had to be. It was just a matter of time until those schools of thought would emerge, because it's as natural as the divergence of the natural forces. Just like Divrel Kimchaim created the world, Elu Kim Yehi, Yama Kim Yehi. It's also Elu Velu Divrel Kimchaim. Parallel to Vayom Kim Yehi Rakia Besochamai, and all and all these uh, schools of thought they were created by the time of creation. Is that right? Yeah. Nothing at the time, real. at the time of the writing of the Torah in heaven, and then just like creation, based on that program, Splendor's forces, Karshu subsequently gave that Torah to Amisong. We're discovering we're all that, it. all those programmings that facilitate, you know, the. Uh, you know, the, uh, you know the, the fission and yet fusion that there is in creation. And, it's, and, it, and, and both are required to show the godless of Shem Shemayim. Shem Shemayim can do anything without losing control of it either. You know, the diversity and the unity. And Amisho is the arm that gets the Torah. Amisho has to also be this duality of diversity and unity. Right, because we have to reflect the Torah. So now, the 12 tribes, which, as you know, are connected to 12 months of the year, but there's also something else. You know, the world that we can see, I mean, there's more dimensions than what we could see, but minimally, you know, we could see three dimensions, right? How many diagonals can you draw on a three-dimensional cube? A three-dimensional cube has six sides. Top down, right, left front back 12 diagonals 
right? The 12 tribes are connected to 12 diagonals that you could draw on a uh, three-dimensional cube. Uh, so it's different, like, view, different perspectives. Of reality. Reality divide. And that's why also connected is the 12 months of the year. Right? But also another, another interesting thing. Our first, uh, our first manifestation as a nation was Shivim Nefesh. Right? Went down to Mitzrayim, but Shivim Nefesh. So the Pasuk already says in Parshas Hazinu. Yatsev Gvulos Amim Lemispar Bnei Yisrael. There's a, the the Gvulos of the Am, because originally there were 70, is Lemispar Bnei Yisrael. It's like there are 70 Jews. Because the original 70 Jews of those 12 tribes were connected to Shivim Umos. And that's why even, you know, in subsequent generations, you know, the Sanhedrin is supposed to have 70, and then one that was the tiebreaker. Connected every viewpoint. We have in us every viewpoint possible. Like all of those, there's supposed to be 70 basic viewpoints of the 70 different nations, and we have them all. Because we believe everything ultimately originates from the Torah. And so if we have the Torah, we have to have everything. So we have, you know, Shivim Skenim, right? Connected to Shivim Umos, and the Sadin had to know all Shivim was shown us, right? Because the pshat is that all that, all that's good about the world, even you know the secular, all that's good ultimately came from the Torah, all that diversity, and that you know that's all from the Torah that was given to us. So we have to be reflective of that, and that's how you have to understand that the gvulas of Eretz Yisrael, uh, this shape it here, this shape it there, this shape it here. So now Eretz Yisrael is the. Uh, Right, is the center of the globe, Chazal tell us. I mean, spiritually, it's the center. You know, the world's round, so you can call any point the center. Spiritually, Eretz Yisrael is the center. Right? And it says, Chazal tells us so much so that Shlomo Amach could figure out which part of Eretz Yisrael hooks up to Hodu and grow Pilpul in there, and he could grow any fruit that grew anywhere in the world because he could figure out exactly. So you have to the positioning of the Shvatim around Eretz Yisrael was Mamish Keneged, you know, you're Keneged this aspect of reality, and, and this aspect of reality, you know, hooks up with Eretz, this part of Eretz Yisrael, that's why you have to be here. You know, the other cosmic arm hooks up with this Chelik and Eretz, that's why you have to be there. Etc., etc. Right? Right? And there's just so many Shvatim, so many in the Sanhedrin, uh, so many Nusach you know, to reflect all the different angles and needs that there are in the diverse world that God created. Right? And, and, that's, and that's all the shame shemaim, the glory. To show that one God could create so many different things. A God who can only do one thing, is, that's not impressive. Right? But to do a lot of different things, then let's say you lose control of it, that's also not impressive. You know, to do a lot of, and then to hold it all together. And that scene of the Beis Hamikdash, right? That Yerushalayim lo nechla kol shvatim. Yerushalayim did not get divided up amongst the shvatim. It's like a, it's like achtazon. That's where the Shem Shemaim is, and that's why Aliyah Larego. Everyone came together and united there, and that's the Knesia Shem Shemaim was Eretz Yisrael, was uh, the Beis Hamikdash rather. And on a deeper level, right, we're taught 
you know, uh, that the base of is a mini-universe. And a simple ride to that is, what's Osir do on Shabbos? You learn out from Melech Samishkan, right? The Mishkan, right? Aye, but uh, God rested from created, creating reality. Uh, we learn out from means, it's a Medrash and Parshish Pekude, besides from what all Svarim also have said this based on the Zohar, right? Every, the base of Mikdash was a mini world, and Binyan HaMikdash, Binyan HaMikdash, Right, was mamish parallel to the cosmic unit. In the base of which everything was represented, everything that exists was represented somehow, some way, every force of reality. And the way that the base of just pieces were pulled together in a binion reflects, it's like a mini universe. And the binion on Mikdash reflects the binion of reality, of how all the different forces are still part of an integrated system. And at the root of that integrated system, keeping things Separate yet together, meaning separate Milashin special, special, and yet together is Shem Shemaim. And that's why, like Machokas Shem Shemaim, Knesiel Shem Shemaim, and the base Mesh is called throughout Tanakh, Hamakom Ashiv Harshim, Lishakain Shmo Shem. Komakom Ashiv Askir Ashmi, Avoyach Brachticha. It's all talking about the base of Mikdash. That is where there's Shem Shemaim. So now with this you can understand that, you know, on Sukkot, you know, we hold together the Arba Minim, which are connected to four different Jews, right? And the Mekubom say something else about the Arba Minim, to connect the four Oasis of the shame, Yud, Kev, Vav, Because it's really, the Jewish unity is connected the, you know, it's like, it's like separate letters, but they spell out a divine name. And that's what the whole reality is, separate letters. You pull it together as one huge divine name. We have to have the Oasis together to spell out a name. And then you see everything that's nichla in that name. But if they're not together, it doesn't spell out the name. Right? And, that's, and that's what it means that, you know, umevi goel livnei b'nehem leman shemo ba'ava. We're going to be saved, only if we don't merit it, we're going to be saved leman shemo. The Jewish people spell out the divine name. Just like the whole reality spells out the divine name, just like the whole Torah spells out the divine name. So now let's go one step deeper. You know, the machlokas itself is not bad if it's l'shem shemai. Machlokas is bad if it's not l'shem shemai. But you should realize something, that machlokas itself is not the same as sinas chinam. Right? Because machlokas is miloshen chelek. Parts. Right? Fragmentation. But in that also is mashma that if there's the chelik, there's the kol. If there's the part, there's the whole. If there's the part, then there's the whole. Machlokas is a terrible thing, don't get me wrong. Machlokas is horrible. And now if it's not L'Shem Shemayim, it could go from being machlokas to being something else. To being sinaschino. But sinaschino is on a whole other level. There's fragmentation. We couldn't hold it together. All right, but, you know, but that you have with any knesia, she'enu l'shem shemayim, it also doesn't stick together. But that's not yet necessarily sinaschinam. It's definitely, you're half, more than halfway there. But sinaschinam is something else. Something much more, which now based on what we're saying, now you can understand how it's cosmically destructive. Right? Sinaschinam, you know, what it means is like, as it means, uh, not for a reason, it means that sinna is, is, is a, like, a value in its own right. It doesn't mean literally that you hate someone for no reason. But it means that it could be, it could be a value in its own right. 
No, because uh, sometimes it can be a legitimate reason to hate someone. But what I mean a value in its own right, that you accept the idea that there could be cliques, closed circuits, cliques, right, that never get together. Now the truth is, if you want to view yourself as the center of the universe, right, you, you basically believe this Rabbi Nubachai and the Maral will say, right, if you are, I'm everything, I'm the center of my universe, that's sinaskinam. Because you're saying, you know, you and whatever serves you, that's your whole universe. So that's not a part of someone else's world. You're in your own world. You're in your own world. And that's why you could hate someone, lishma, it's possible, because he's a threat to your existence. As opposed to viewing, I'm only half. He's my other half. Or maybe he's not my other half. He has something to contribute. I could give him something. He was like, if you view chalakim, pieces, so then there's a concept of the whole. And then, and then you start seeking the whole. Who's the whole? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shem Shemayim is the whole. The guy who's guilty of sinas chinam, he lives in his own universe. And that's why it's shy from to hate someone for no reason, just lishma, because any other person is a threat to my being the one and only. I'm only interested in what serves me. That's sinas chinam. Because it's not just machlokas, it's more than that. You're not even viewing yourself as a chilek. You're viewing yourself as a whole. Right? So that's a click. Right? So that there could be machlokas, that's bad. And if it's the shame shemaim, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's good. Machlokas is the shame shemaim, so is kind. What sinas chinam is, is takes machlokas that's not the shame shemaim to one step further. That we forget about shame shemaim. And you make yourself the center of your world. Right? And this is Rabbi Rebuchai and, and the Maral say, just like on earth, the basement was our achdus point where all the different shvatim would meet three times a year. And everyone, wherever they were spread out our soul, they all faced the Mokam HaMikdash when they died. That's as old as Tefillah itself, that halacha. You have to face the Mikdash. Right? Even before it was Nusach HaTfil, it was that halacha. So I mean, so if the Jew to the north and the Jew to the south, they're both facing the base of Mikdash. He's, you know, davening southward, he's davening northward. It was the point of unity. Shem Shemaim, the same Shem Shemaim that made us different from each other, the same creator, is also what's holding us together. And if there's a machlok Shem Shemaim that we forget about God, okay, but as long, it, it's not hopeless, as long as you still view yourself as a chalak. Right? It's possible to put the pieces back together when it's lost, is that I'm not a chalak. We don't need anybody else. We're everything, all onto our own, right? So now you understand what sinas chinam is and how it has this terrible, you know, it had this terrible catastrophic effect, right? That it's what destroyed the base of Mikdash, and it's what's keeping us into Golis. Sinas chinam is not just time that Jews don't get along. That's not. We always never. We never got along because we always there are twelve tribes. Jewish unity has always been a challenge. But yet, on the other hand, when we do get along, it's something amazing that we're dedicated to each other when we do get along, or when one of us is really bizarre and we put our differences aside. Because of the emergency, we get along bigger than any other nation. Bigger than any other nation. The Achtos, Jewish Achtos. What do you want to do for a Jew you never met before, grew up in Russia, or grew up, right? Because our Achtos and the differences between us, it's on a whole different playing field. It's all from the Torah. It's all from the Torah. And because it's all from the Torah, that's why you can feel a kinship to a Jew you didn't grow up with and you never met, and he has different minhagim, 
right? Because he, he's your brother in the Torah. That, that, that's bigger than time and space. So the geographical and cultural divide between you is not going to separate you. But on the other hand, since we're full of all this geographical and cultural divide, that's what makes it challenging. But when we do get together, it's Kiddush Shem Shemaim. It's Knesiyah L'Shem Shemaim. And Shem Shemaim is revealed with that Knesiyah. Right? So Jewish, the, our Jewish nationhood works on a whole different rule. It's working on the cosmic rule of Shem Shemaim. And we're supposed to be different from each other, just like the Oasis of the shame are different from each other. And yet we're supposed to be together purely the shame Shemaim to spell out the divine name, that the different Oasis get together and spell out the divine name. And when Jews are Baptist, Kenega in the cosmos also. Everything that the Yidin are Kenega, that were Mamish Kenega, every Jew, is, that's why we're Kenega the stars. And we're Kenega the sand. There's so many forces in reality that Amisos Nimshal to. Right? When we get together, the achlis between us is the cosmic unity, which is, shows the koach of Shem Shemaim, the cosmic unity, which is the power of God himself, the power of Shem Shemaim himself. And when we're not ba'achlis, it causes terrible, terrible, catastrophic, cosmic disunity. So first it happens that the central hub, the base of which is the Shigili Shem comes apart. And then it goes further that we ourselves go into goals. Scatter. And, and that's and this is what's writes in the, all the Sarmakoshim that Gos is not just bad for Jewish people, it's bad for the cosmos. Because when we're scattered, all the forces in reality also are not properly joined together. Right? So you know, as we know, Gos is not just bad for us, it's bad for the whole world. It's cosmic disunity. The cosmic formula has been disrupted, which is, means Shem Shemaim has been disrupted. That's what the Nabi says, the man the man Shmi. I'm going to do it for my name. That shouldn't be Nisra, shouldn't be Chol Hashem. Right? Because at the end, because he wants to reveal his divine name, so the Gul is going to come anyway, or may come the long, hard, and scenic route, you know, if we're not Zohar, Leman Shmo. Leman Shmo. Maybe go of name, name, Leman Shmo. Right? It's like a natural disaster. Global warming. Yeah. Yeah, like it sounds like it has direct response. Nature has direct response to it. That's right. When Amnisol is not Ba'achdus, you know, uh, so it's called that the cosmos itself has splintered. That, that's why there's wars in the world, and that's why the economy, you know, sometimes better, sometimes worse, more times worse than better. Disease, everything, everything that's wrong with the world because the forces of nature are not working together in, in uh, concordance. It's, it's all because of Amnisol being in Golis, because we're scattered. So the cosmic forces are scattered. Right. And that's why Lost Lovo by the Gula, so it talks about utopia. No more famine and no more wars and no more as if all the stress between the natural forces and the nations has been eliminated. Because Shem Shemaim is revealed. And so there's a Gilui of the the same thing that created them, also now is fully revealed to hold it all together in a harmonious way, that nothing negates the other, they just supplement each other. And that's, yeah. And that day when Amis will be Echad, right? The whole world will be, you know, shall be Melchakola Oretz, right? The day of cosmic unity, one name, right? And that's the day of utopia, Gilu Shem Shemaim. So they're saying that, you know, when, you know, Sinas Chinam is the idea that, you know, private clubs, because Sinas Chinam is more than just Machokashem Shemaim. 
because that's not so bad. I mean, it is bad, but Chazal assure us, Ein Sofalis Kayim. Ein Sofalis Kayim. Like Korach, he was Machok Hashem Hashem Shemaim. It lasted for a few days, however long it lasts, you know, until he got swallowed by the earth. We're still in Gauls. How is it? Machok Hashem Hashem Shemaim, Ein Sofalis Kayim, right? So the issue should have been resolved by now. So you could argue that we're constantly making new machlokas and shemaim, and I can't say you're wrong, right? But uh, but there's but sinas chinam is more than that. Sinas chinam is to be the center of your own reality. I'm not a part. I'm everything. And Mimeo, that other guy who has nothing to do with me, he's nothing. It went from being chalokim to making up private universes, and that's apikorsis already. Because at least when you're still the notion, I'm just a piece. And he's just a piece. So you start thinking, let's try to, let's try to remember what's the whole that holds it all together. Shem Shemayim. When you, you're totally lost when you're not thinking Chalokim anymore. Chalokim themselves aren't bad. It's, it shows diversity. And it's to be Machlokas. But if it's Chalokim, not if you make things holes in their own right. And that's what Gemara says. And uh, Yavama said, even though Beisham had big, big machloksim, they still were Beshalom and Achva and Reyes, and they did Shiduchim with each other, and they just would say, this one's not more to do, according to Yoshita, but this one, yes. Because they understood that there are machlokas, there are bimachlokas, but L'Shem Shemayim. So they didn't forget about Shem Shemayim, so that's what held them together. That's why Amisod didn't splinter into two different nations. Because L'Shem Shemayim, with all the machlokas. Sinaschinam is that you know you forget about the center and you make yourself the center. Right? There's room for infinite points on a plane, but only one center. There's only one center, even though there's infinite points on a plane. Well, okay, so if there's machlokas, I'm one of those other points. So even right now I'm not getting along with you, but as long as I view myself as a chelik and you're a chelik, it's possible for us to get back together. We can patch it up. It's shaykh to patch it up, and we'll remember who's the real center. Sinaschinam is on the center. That's why I could hate someone just for being different. For no reason at all, other than he's not part of my world. I mean, Mela, he's a threat to me because he's depleting my universe. That's an Aschino. And now you understand what happened with Kamsa Bar Kamsa, even though it may not be the only case of Sinaschino, but now we can understand deeper you know, what it means, Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. The word Kometz means to separate, okay. like Kamitsa. Okay. But what happened, you close your fist, and it's totally separated because that kmitza goes on the mizbeach, right? You know, as opposed to the rest of the mincha that gets eaten by the kohanim. It's like it views itself as a separate reality. The kometz it becomes like a separate reality, separate reality, as opposed to breaking something down into pieces that you could glue them back together. Kometz, separate reality. It's a closed circuit, like a fist, right? Kamtsa was guilty, in a sense, even though he wasn't there at the time. But this guy who loved Kamtsa, he was part of the Kamtsa club. It was a club. It was a Kometz. They were, they, viewed it, they were an exclusive clique. Bar Kamtsa wasn't part of their club. And that's also what the words really mean. Kamtsa means Kometz. Right? It was, a, it was a, like a closed fist, like a closed circuit. Right? The words bar comes, bar means outside. Bar comes. He wasn't in the clique. He wasn't a member of the club. He wasn't a member of the club. So that's what comes as guilty. It was, there was a comes club. 
that the Baal Suda was a member of. This guy was a bar so he was outside of the club. He's an outsider. On that, Nechrval Yushalai. Because Machlokas there always was. But, but Machlokas, you know, even if it's Machlokas Shem Shemaim, there's no problem with it. Right, so Jews are always prone to machlokas. Besod machlokas l'shem shemaim. There's only supposed to be twelve tribes and different nachlas. That our achdus has to be a demonstration of pure divine power. We're different, and it's pure divine power. It's the pure Torah that holds us together, which is a higher type of achdus, and that's why we have to be separate to show the godless of that achdus. Right, and so being different is not bad. Machlokas l'shem shemaim. Machlokas she'en l'shem shemaim is bad, but ain't so fully skyed. It'll get patched up. Either one side will be killed off or they'll patch it up, one or the other. Ain't suffering kind. You know why ain't suffering kind? Because each one views himself as a piece. So it's possible to patch things up. To remedy the situation. Sin is, you know, the idea is, what do you mean peace? Me and my buddies are a whole world onto its own. So you're not a chela. But also, you're a whole in your own right. You forget about God. Because it's supposed to be that all of reality is chalokim, chalokim, and God holds it together. You're a whole universe, you and your buddies in your own right, so where's the revulsion in the picture? Nowhere. So sinaskim really borders on apikorsis. You forget about God and his being the center of the universe. If you make your own private universe with your friends, your own little comets, your own little clique, and he's outside of the clique. And that's the mentality of Machavishai. Was it this mice alone? Don't know, but the, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, maybe it was just uh, setting the tone of uh, an example, a metaphor of what was going on, but that's what Chazal have summed it up. Al-Kamta u-Bar-Kamta That became the code word. Clicks and those who are outside of the clicks. Because when it becomes a closed circuit onto its own, oh, that's when it's apikorsis. Because you don't view yourself as a chalik anymore. You view yourself as a whole in your own right. So it's not just that you don't need your fellow Jew, but it means you don't need God. You don't need God. You know, forget about Shem It holds it all together. That's why the Kosh took away the base of Mikdash. That's why it had this terrible, catastrophic effect that we're in Golis, right? Because, you know, this type of thinking of being a whole in your own right, and that's what Sinaschina means. That's how it's shocked to hate someone for no reason. You can hate someone the Shema. It's just because he's an outsider, just because he's different. Something which wouldn't be shocked if you viewed things as chalakim, pieces. But now you're a whole in your own right. So you're being kofar in the real whole, which is that Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's why it has these catastrophic uh, effects. And that's what we're still guilty of. It's not that we, you know, we fight. You know, Jews are always meant to fight. You know, hopefully L'Shem Shemaim. But if it's not L'Shem Shemaim, so it's temporary. It's ain't Sofali's kind. We patch it up in the end. Because we're just chalakim. We come to that realization. Sin Aschinam. And what we have to say is the idea that there's a click. There's a closed circuit. Unzur and those, they're not one of us. That's sinaskinam. Not one of us. That's the definition of sinaskinam. That's why, because it doesn't need a reason. Just say, stop, not one of us. That's why it's chinam. That's sinaskinam. It's much worse than, than machlokas. Because machlokas is that the thing breaks up into its components. Barry has our card, it's components. Sinaskinam is everyone makes their private universe. Private universe, that's already a Merida Malchus Shemaim. There's only one God and only one universe, and he's that which holds the universe together. Make your private universe, you also made yourself your own private God. All right, this is what we want to explain. Any questions? Yeah, so, um, 
So when one makes himself a prime universe, so is the difference, the reason why they could be Lenetzach, right? That they were still in the Gauls. Aside for, so I'm think, taking out that because for a second. But I want to understand how it uh, interacts with each other. So there's, things don't get worked out. Is that right? Because That's right. Because there's only one center point. That's right. That's the idea, right? Things don't, it, it, there's no reason, if, with that viewpoint, there's no reason why a resolution is inevitable. They just continue to have their own center. Right. They want to separate universes. Jews are spent to be separate, uh, you know, separate drachim alimud, separate nusachatvila, but each one viewing itself as a chelek of the whole. There's also be machlok at milashon chelek. We're not viewing yourself as a whole circuit that we don't need the other tribes. We don't need, you know, the other drachim. This is our chelek. That we say, zechelki mikomli. That's what we daven. V'sein chelkeinu. It's natural for everyone to have his own chelek. Right? You know, as long as you view it as a chilek. Right? And also that should be the shit right. So I should be saying chilkenu, besorat my chilek in your Torah, and he has his chilek, that it should be a machlokas l'shem shrein, machlokas for the sake of the Torah. Right? But what it's not, sinat schim is that it, it, it stopped being a chilek. It became its own universe. So is jealousy like that as well? Like if someone's jealous of another person, of other person's chilek? Is that something which, which um, has like this Nitzchias type of uh, character element to it? Or is it like, no, they just have like some sort of misunderstanding? I mean, I guess it depends on the type of jealousy. I guess it depends on the type of jealousy. Yeah, yeah but you know, that's, that's what the Chazal tell us, you know. Uh, the Rishonim on the, already on the Pasuk of Los Sachmon. So that's it. You know, it's, it's not your chilek. Ezu ashir hasamech bechelko. Bechelko. This is my chilek. But you're right. If I, you're not hasamech bekulo. <laughs> no. If you think you're supposed to have everything, be everything and have everything, you'll never be happy. You can be samech bechelko. If you realize you're just a chilek, you can be perfectly content. No one has everything. We're all parts of a whole. Right. And God is the whole. Shem Shemaim is the whole. Right. Shem Shemaim is the whole. And you could be happy with your chilek. But right. if you think you're not supposed to be just a chilek, you're supposed to be everything. Right? I mean, you know, that guy has something that belongs to you. If he has something that you yeah. want, yeah. you'll never be happy. Like no, you can't be samech You can only be samech b'chalka if you if you're coming from a vantage point that you're a chelik. Right. That's why I feel like these topics are related. That's why I asked about jealousy. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like a similar. Yes. Format. Chelakim and 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 the distortion of that. Right. Well, yeah, but you know, I guess the most important thing is that people have to get into their heads. They're just a chelik. Right. They should be samech b'chalka. Know that you're a chelik and be good with it. And when, we, when you realize you're a chelik, you could be happy. Because you're not supposed to be everything. Which gets into the tafkid. What's a person's tafkid? Which is his chelik. Which is his chelik. And it's all the shem shemayim. And shem shemayim is going to hold together all the tafkidim. But it's to realize you're a chelik and the ribonshom is the call. The same shem shemayim that made you different and unique is the same shem shemayim that's holding everything together. Yeah, that's right. It's the same shame shemayim. But I'm different. Yeah. The same shame shemayim that made you different is also the same shame shemayim that's not complete 
unless it's you plus him plus him plus him. It's the same Shem Shemayim, so we have to realize. Same Shem Shemayim that made you unique and different is the same Shem Shemayim that wants all of you together. That's the unique Jewish challenge of, uh, yeah, being different, being of different opinions. Shem Shem Partsufem Shavim Kach Endel Sem Shavim. Every Jew, just like he has his own face, he has his own opinion. 100% true, and it was meant to be that way. And that's the godless of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he can have a nation, rule over a nation of so many different opinions. <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was uh, one of the Israeli premiers told that one of the American presidents, you know, one American president said, you know, I have to rule 250 million people. You know, rule a few million people. He says, you rule 250 million citizens. I rule three million prime ministers. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's a special challenge. But it, it's, it's it, you know, a special challenge of Jewish diversity and Jewish unity. And they both work on the same special duality of shame shamayim. The same divine glory that's glorified by there should be a diversity in reality. That's what makes the Jewish diversity. It's the same shamayim that has to be, that holds the world together. One creator and one master for all of it. And that comes out with Jewish unity. The two aspects of Shem Shemayim. The base measure is Shem Shemayim. There's almost like a divide within, within the individual himself because the individual himself has his opinions, like we were just talking about. But he also has to understand his opinion, but he has to, he has to understand that uh, he has his own chilek. Meaning, He needs to sort of advocate his own opinion, but also at the same time, he needs to tread the balance of, of uh, not squandering the other. I mean, he, he yeah. there's like, within the individual, there's a duality. Yes. Because yeah. this keeps on going on. Like, yeah, you divide up the world into you know, planets. Okay, even within that planet, there are different forces, right? All right, I mean, okay, so even within one particle, protons, neutrons, and electrons. And even with that, the quarks. And even going down to the mystery that holds everything together because everything's infinitely divisible. Not just in mind experiment, but mamish kacha they've discovered. There are small, and it's a mystery. What's holding the world together? So we know the answer. Shame Shemayim. So they talk about gluons and dark matter and all types of things. They don't understand it. What's holding it all together? Shame Shemayim. Same Shame Shemayim that created the vast diversity, even if things are mutually so, it's the same Shame Shemayim. It's holding it together. And Amisol reflects that Shem Shemayim. Just like the Torah reflects that Shem Shemayim. And the representation of that Shem Shemayim on earth was the Beis HaMikdash. Uh, but it's all, you know, Chelek and the Chalokim have to get together to spell out the cosmic code. And how is it revealed through the Beis HaMikdash? The universe. Because uh, we said that everything, every, every problem in Beis HaMikdash was connected to another f- How is it revealed? Reality. Meaning, how, 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 how did the naked eye see that? Well, the, no, people, right, 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 no. So everyone could see the Shekhinah, and those who were more educated were taught, you know, what things represent. Some people just were Oh, so they're just aware. They're aware that yeah. this part of the Vespentish represented right. that in Turk, whatever. Right, or, right. Uh-huh. Uh, it wasn't like... But everyone was blown away by the Kedusha, and so some people had it more intuitively. The more educated had it more intellectually. But you went there and you could see, to the extent that you were educated 
how this is, you're looking at a model of reality, and the, and the Shechina in, in this building is a marshal for the cosmic Shem Shemayim holding everything together. So when people are, were Ari Regal, the Imam's got chizik in that, like in the sense of, yes. like, it was like a, a muster, it was a muster lesson, so I seen the Yes, Lewis Pinedon, and, and, see, and seeing each other, it was like, oh, it was like the idea of the universe is coming together. And it all rotates around Shem Shemayim. You see, the same Shemayim, Shem Shemayim that created us is also what's holding everything together. But in the world of Sinas Chinam, you're your own universe. Okay. So you totally so forget about Shem Shemayim. So what's a Kayim represent? I, mean, I don't know if you're going to answer to this. But what's a Kayim represented in this world? Because that's interesting, because that's like a... Uh, that's a person that was chosen right. to be a leader in a certain sense. In the base of so what's that like? Well, we're told, Kohen Levi Yisrael, the three major forces of reality, which are connected to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Yeah. Kohen, Chesed, Levi, Din, Yisrael, Torah. That's what, yeah. Torah, Avodah, Gemil, Shasarim. Torah, Yisrael, Avodah, Levim. Right? Gemil, Shasarim, Kohanim. Kohanim. Right? Ish, Chasidecha. Right? Kohanim are called. But of course, there's crossovers, of course. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Um, All right. Thank you for coming, and thank you for Thank you. Not just, shouldn't just be philosophy, but we should find a way to make it Lomaisa, and then we'll get out of this goal.